This is Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. Also, those that are listening on the Warning Radio Program, our shortwave program, or social media, welcome. I'm in a college classroom here at World Ministries International where we have our Bible school, and this is a live audience. My message today, Communism USA and Is God Your Source? The liberal media and the liberal left are communist. The radical left hates the Constitution, which was developed to protect people from a tyrannical government. It was developed to protect life, liberty, and the property of people. It was meant to be the supreme law of the land and be executed by born-again Christians who love the rule of law and justice for all. Now the Constitution is being attacked and vilified by the very people that are supposed to enforce it. The Democratic Party hates the Constitution, and so do most of the leading educational universities in America and the fake news media. They all feel the Constitution is obsolete and systematically racist. They make allegations that the American Constitution protects the white man's wealth, and the white man formed the Constitution, and thus they must destroy white supremacy. The Democratic Party's leaders, Barack Hussein Obama, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, and many others whose loyalties are with the communist, Islamic ideology, philosophy, and religion, are supporting revolutionary groups such as Black Lives Matter and Antifa, to attack the Constitution and way of life in order to topple the United States government built upon the Constitution to implement their communistic government. When Obama ran for president, he promised his followers he would radically transform America. Obama and all liberals hate the Constitution, and Obama has always, even as a senator, been an outspoken critic of the Constitution. As president, he blamed his slowness in transforming America on the Constitution getting in his way, so he used executive orders to do things, even breaking the laws, constantly abuses of his executive privileges, but the liberal media that hates the Constitution did not complain, but covered up his abuses and violations of the Constitution and laws as they do now for Joe Biden's criminal family crimes, and ties to China with financial kickbacks. Obama promised transparency for his presidency, but everything he did was cloaked in deceit and lies. His attorney general, Eric Holder, was a pathological liar who lied about fast and furious to Congress and lied about a slew of other things. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was brought before Congress over the Benghazi scandal, and she lied and blew up saying, quote, what difference does it make at this point, unquote. Hillary lied about her illegal activities in the Obama White House, destroying evidence on her computer, etc., etc. Quote, KGB agent Yuri Bezmenov defected from the Soviet Union and escaped to Canada where he went to great lengths to warn Americans about the stealth attack 
the Soviets were waging against them. Ms. Menoff said, quote, only about 15% of the Soviets' union's time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The remaining 85%, he said, is the slow process in which we call either ideological subversion or active measures. And in the years between 1935 and 53, the Communist Party USA enlisted the support of at least 3,500 professors. Documents from the Soviet archives revealed that even after the collapse of the Soviet Union, the Communist Party USA received $2 million to $3 million each year from the Kremlin. Now think about that, ladies and gentlemen. 3,500 professors way back between 1935 and 1953. What's the count today? This funding was further to further the party's subversive activities. President Nixon was a staunch opponent of communism, and the left hated him for it. President Nixon actually had come to recognize a conspiracy to work communism into the new left in America, and he broke it up. Educator Dr. Herman Ho said, and for that, he was driven out of the presidency because of a part of his plan involved preventing the left from capturing the Democratic Party. Jeff Shepard served as Deputy Defense Counsel for the Nixon administration during the Watergate hearings. Four decades later, I've begun to appreciate what the real tragedy was. In one of the ultimate ironies of political history, it appears that the smoking gun in which Nixon apparently sought to limit the FBI's investigation and for which he was prosecuted for obstruction of justice has been totally misunderstood. That the president need not have resigned and that he was actually driven from office and his senior aides imprisoned through highly improper action of judges and Watergate prosecutors. Judges and prosecutors worked together including a Supreme Court judge, collaborating and railroading Nixon out of office, totally illegal, the same way they have done to Trump in this rigged election. You get into Cuba. You get into Obama, where Obama's father figure, Davis, and his communistic Islamic Reverend Jeremiah Wright influenced him. Davis hated Great Britain, Churchill, and when Obama took his presidency, he removed the bust of Winston Churchill out of the White House. Obama did more to destroy America than any other president. He rigged the election, was involved in it, this current election with Trump. He wiretapped the previous election with Trump, with his CIA director, Brennan, Hillary Clinton, Biden, all aware of it. They should have been arrested a long time ago. Trump pushed for them to be arrested. But the attorney general did not arrest. The swamp is deeper than Trump thought. It's an ocean. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on the verge of collapse. Cuba. Why did Barack Obama restore ties with Cuba when America had nothing to gain? 
because the Vatican, the Pope was behind it. Francis hates communism. I should say Francis loves communism. He hates capitalism. He, wants, he wanted to topple the economic growth of America, our capitalistic way of running our country, and toppled Trump. So he worked with Obama. They restored ties when Cuba was ready to capitulate because of the economic ties and sanctions that America put on it. Actually, Venezuela and Russia, their economy was collapsing and Cuba would have gone under except Obama restored the economic growth of Cuba and they're healthy once again, a country that hates America. You could get into why did Kennedy get killed and assassinated. Look at my YouTube, Warning TV, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I did a program on communism in America as well as making God your source. A full hour program and it goes into why Kennedy was assassinated. You'll be fascinated. He was assassinated by a Marxist. And ladies and gentlemen, Cuba, the Pope, all are involved. Is God your source? James 1.8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Number one, be single-minded. The verse tells us that we must become single-minded as believers. We're living in very unprecedented times, troubling times. God better be your source. Again, be single-minded. One area of single-mindedness is in making God our total source for everything. As a Christian, you may just assume that you have made him your total source because you have accepted Jesus as your Lord. However, upon examination of our practices, sometimes we find that he is the source of our forgiveness of sins, but little else. In matters of finance, health, marriage, and family, we have developed many dependencies. Total victory over your problems comes as you learn to turn to the source that can never fail you. Again, we are living in unprecedented times. More trouble is coming. The Great Tribulation is quite close. The book of Revelation is about to be opened. Billions of people, the Bible warns, are going to die. If God doesn't become your source, if he doesn't become first in your life who you depend on, you are going to compromise. You will take the mark of the beast. I thank God for many government and social programs that have been developed and help people. But as a Christian, we should never consider them to be our source, to rely totally on them. Every institution of man will someday come to an end. It's going to fail. They will come up against situations they can't handle. But God's resources will never be depleted. You will never have a problem that he cannot solve, so why not begin now to rely on him on all things? One of the things God often rebuked the children of Israel for in the Old Testament was their tendency to put trust in man. Jeremiah 17.5 says, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Cursing the man, curses the man who trusts in man. 
Do you trust in yourself? Do you make flesh your strength? In other words, your pride. You make your own decisions contrary to what the Bible says because you know better. Point number two, learn to trust God. Solomon tells us in his book of wisdom, Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways acknowledge him. Making God our total source is not quickly done. We must learn to walk with God as a trusted friend who can rely on for anything. Have you made him your total source? John 15, 14, Jesus said, you are my friends if you do whatever I've commanded you. The big little word is if, if you do what I've commanded you, you're my friend. Some people say, I can't hear from the Holy Spirit. Do you do what he commands you to do? Is he your friend closer than a brother? Does he walk with you? Again, does the Holy Spirit speak to you? Do you hear what he says? Are you his friend? Are you doing what he commanded you? Let's go back to Israel once again. We must remember that when they came out of Egypt upon Moses' leadership, there was no plan B. No plan B. They just went. There was no one else to depend on in the wilderness but God himself. And they found out he was sufficient. The greatest problem Moses had was trying to convince the people that they were safe in God's hands. That's the biggest problem we have today. Trying to convince ourselves we're safe in God's hands. The greatest problem Moses had was continually dealing with their unbelief, their rebellion, their murmuring. Because they refused to trust God totally. Even though in his great mercy, he repeatedly shown to them his divine power. He split the Red Sea. He destroyed the armies of Pharaoh. He gave them food and shelter in the wilderness. Water out of a rock, manna. I'm sure that impatience was one of their biggest problems, just like most of us today. You know, we, we, we need a hamburger, and, and if you don't get it instantly from Burger King or, or McDonald's, uh, and that's how you expect God to move on your prayers, sometimes it doesn't happen that way. God just doesn't move because you want him to. One of the things we got to do is be patient and allow God to speak to us and maybe examine our life and see where the problem really lies. But patience was one of their biggest problems. Patience is one of our biggest problems. When God was on, Moses was on Mount Sinai with God for 40 days, they grew impatient and started looking for other sources. <clears throat> they said, Aaron, you be our leader instead of Moses, and find another God to trust in like the gods of Egypt. And what did Aaron do? The brother of Moses, who was supposed to be his assistant and loyal friend to Moses and God. He failed, God. He failed, Moses, and he made the golden calf. You better put your trust in God and not in man, not even your brother. People fail. You don't know. They can talk big. Oh, I'll never fail you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. 
I'll die with you. You turn around and they're gone. Persecution really hits and they're gone. Where are they? Aaron, you be our leader. Oh, it's easy when we grow weary of waiting on God to turn to other sources for help. And in doing so, we miss the greatest lessons in spiritual growth we could experience. If God is not your source, if you turn to other sources, you will not see a miracle. If you make God your source, you can live a life of miracles. <clears throat> Hebrews 10, 35 through 36. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Well, let's break it down. Let's unravel the scripture a little bit. Cast not away your confidence, your trust, your reliance, which has great recompense of reward. God always brings a reward if you obey him and trust him. For you have need of patience. Most people do. But because of your impatience, victory is not yours. We need to learn patience. Patience, perseverance, spiritual warfare, evaluation of our life. Maybe taking the beam out or speck and have the victory. For you have need of patience. But after you've done the will of God, you can receive the promise. After you've done the will of God, after you repent, change your ways. Total victory over your problems comes as you make God your total source. No better illustrations could be given of God's desire to be totally loving and caring for his people and be the total source than his covenant names revealed to Israel. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. I think today that is a name we better remember, Shalom. Our peace. Do we have peace in the storm? Jesus had peace in the storm. The disciples were murmuring, grumbling, complaining, and who knows if they let off a few curse words because they were quite unsanctified fishermen trying to become apostles, but pretty uneducated disciples at the time. Lord, we're going to sink. Hey, help us. You know, the Lord had so much patience with those disciples, always whiners, always complainers, always fail, fail, fail. Thank God for his patience. Uh, most of us would have said, you're out of here. Jehovah Diskanu, the Lord, our righteousness. Righteousness is the will of God. Selfishness is the will of man. It, are you righteous? Do you do the will of God? Or do you do your own will? I know so many people. I know God, but they don't do the will of God. They do exactly what they want. It doesn't matter if you point it out to them. They do exactly what they want. Jehovah Rapha. The Lord, our healer, important name. Amen? The Lord, our healer. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our victory. 
Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. He's present right here. Jehovah Roy, the Lord our shepherd. I will follow the shepherd. He leads me beside clear waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me into clean pastures. Number three, Jesus can be trusted. When Jesus came, he called men unto himself, and then those that followed him, he personally cared for. He helped Peter pay his taxes. He fed the hungry multitudes and healed all the sick. He comforted the bereaved and showed them how to defeat the devil. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13.8 tells us. One by one, in every area of our life, start committing it to God. 2 Timothy 1.12. Simply realize that whatever you make God responsible for, he will take care of regardless of the nature or size of the need. Some people don't want to bother God with little problems. But I don't believe they'll be able to trust him with the big ones when the time comes if they don't start to trust him with the little ones. If you're going to believe God for healing a terminal disease, you need to be trusting God now for a headache. Likewise, if you're going to trust him for $500 a week, why don't you start trusting him for $50? Let your faith grow. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Again, that was 2 Thessalonians 1.3 Thank God always for you, brethren. We are bound to thank God. Now the apostles followed those that they in charge of. And they were were no more happier than when people they were entrusted to take care of, their faith was growing. They were extremely happy. So is the Lord. Says, the charity of every one of you, all toward each other, aboundeth the love for every one of you and one for another. True Christianity True believers are known by their love, one for another, by charity, not selfishness, by willing to help if there's a need, by willing to comfort, to encourage. They're willing to forgive. They're willing to restore. When Peter told us to cast our cares on him, he meant to make God responsible for the outcome of every area of your life. 1 Peter 5, 7. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, 6, quote, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, unquote. Be anxious for nothing. We don't have to be anxious. They say well over 90%. Something like 98, 99% of our fears never, ever, ever come to pass. But yet we drove ourselves into a basket case. You know, we have migraine headaches. We can't sleep. We have stomach problems because we're anxious. 
Hey, chill out. Take a chill pill. Take some tea. Apply the word of God that you say you trust in. Because God is our total source when we have learned to trust him completely, we are free from the fear of failure. Why? Because God can't fail. If God told Joshua to walk around Jericho, and as long as he trusted God and did it, Jericho walls fell because God can't fail. God can't fail. If you know the word of God properly, you apply it in context, you submit your will, God can't fail. He cannot fail. These are the people that have done great exploits, great miracles. They have trusted in God. They do great miracles. They see great miracles because they do exactly what God says, and God can't fail. He can't fail. God is their source. However, as long as we're depending on man, there will always be doubt and fear. Examine yourself and see if there are fears in your life that are the results of trusting yourself, others, or things instead of God. 2 Corinthians 13.5, examine yourselves as whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Conclusion. The Bible warns us that in the last days, perilous times will come. Now, we're truly living in what the Bible warns about in the last days. We need to be, one, single-minded. Two, to learn to trust our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And three, that Jesus can be trusted. There lies the victory. With these three principles, we can go through any trial, situation, tribulation, knowing God is there and he can be trusted. Like Moses facing Pharaoh, the Red Sea splitting, the ten plagues, water coming out of the rock, food, manna in the wilderness. Like David killing Goliath and defeating the Philistines. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. God is there. I had a dream yesterday morning, January 15, 2021. Early in the morning, January 15, 2021, I awoke from the dream. In the dream, I saw people in confusion, chaos, and crisis apparently fighting. It seemed to be between good guys and bad guys. Loyal to the Republic of the United States of America and those wanting to radically transform America to a communistic, socialistic, Marxist philosophies, ideologies, and agenda. In the fighting, Obama collapsed. He was carried away by the good guys and appeared seriously wounded or dead with his arms and head dangling down as they carried his body away from the fighting, and he was put in a secure, safe place. Away from the fighting, many visitors came to see and wait on his condition until no more were allowed to come. I awoke. Ladies and gentlemen, make God your source. Victory is coming. God will defeat the enemies of the church. But you must put your trust totally in God. They're trying to topple America, put us under Marxism. God is there. God has to be our source. We have to call for a repentance of sins of abomination and let the blessings come back to America. May God richly bless you. Put your trust in God. God bless America.